short is I have no idea what's okay. going on. Yeah, and I apologize for that, but we fixed it, and we're back. Uh-huh. And we'll go ahead and... Welcome, people, to this latest episode of Maybe, Maybe Next time. time. Folks, I am your host, <laughs> Simon McCormick, with my co-host, William Bloor. Nets Nation! Kyrie Irving can make a shot, but he can he take a shot? <laughs> <laughs> that is an all-time great. <laughs> so glad we're switching here. Folks, I am in the captain's chair because William's... Uh, wife is very close to giving birth, and so his mind is elsewhere, and my mind is on your nets like <laughs> never before. I'm going to be leading you through. I know people tuning in, our viewer, is, our listener is confused right now. But Disoriented. I'm in the captain's chair. I'm going to try to do my best out here to guide us through the various segments that we do on this program. Let me give you a lineup to end all lineups. Simon, do you think that they know that we're back as we are each and every oh, unrelenting right. week? Sorry, we are back each and every unrelenting week to talk all things Nets Nation. Nets Nation, hello. <laughs> Have we got a Have show got for a you? Show for you. Okay, folks, let me just tell you at the top. Here's what we're getting into. We've got more, even more Kyrie Irving trade drama. We have Kyrie Irving's vaccine status dissected and discussed. We have Steve Nash letting something slip about how he views, uh, at least in the early goings, how he's going to be using our uh, rookies. And then we have... A very special edition of Assistant Coach's Corner, followed by uh, ESPN and Sports Illustrated's player rankings, uh, including some of your Brooklyn Nets. Uh, And then finally, we, uh, William and I, are going to rank 1 through 16 your Brooklyn Nets, how, how we see them. Um, 1 through 16, and uh, then we will uh, mercifully be over with this podcast. So, <laughs> folks, uh, let's start with one of, the th- one of the two pieces of Kyrie drama that has Nets Nation on fire. It is Stephen A. Smith um, fanning the flames of um, Kyrie Irving trade drama he says and I'm paraphrasing here but basically says that the Nets would be happy to trade Kyrie Irving for Ben Simmons but that KD stepped in basically as those conversations were being had and said don't do it um and that killed it uh that killed any possibility he then went on to tweet out a sort of um Further explanation, I guess, saying that it's not as if, you know, Daryl Morey and Sean Marks were on the phone um, with one another discussing trade packages centered around those two players, but that it seemed to me kind of like he was saying that internally Nets have discussed that possibility and KD was there to say that ain't happening. Um, So... Folks will recall that as recently as last week or the week before, um, Nick Wright made a sort of similar thing about, you know, the Nets could 
You mean could, the puppet Nick Wright? Yeah, the puppet Nick Wright. So basically, to me, the difference here is that we're kind of moving up a rung on the NBA pundit legitimacy ladder. So Nick Wright is, I to me, pretty much instantly dismissible. Stephen A. Smith is certainly more connected um, and someone that, you know, he's a multimillionaire, one of the biggest NBA pundits in the game, right? Yeah. So I would say not as easily dismissed, um, certainly, but also there have been numerous articles written um, about all of the various prognostications he has made that are just totally wrong. So he is a pundit first, a, a click master first, mm-hmm. and a NBA insider second, but... Again, he's not a totally dismissible guy, I think. Like, I think he does have sources. I don't think he just sort of mm, totally makes things up. Or at least in this case, I don't think he's totally making things up. Um, William, what what is your take on this? Uh, yeah, you, you, I was feeling like I was watching Cam Thomas for a minute. Oh, yeah. He shoots... <laughs> He, he shoots for a second, third, fourth, and fifth. Well, this is what it's like when I'm in the captain's chair. <laughs> uh, great start. We we just launched right into it. No chit-chat, no ice-breaking, no small talk. No. Just straight, straight NBA I don't hoops. know you, you don't know me. We are Max Kellerman and Stephen A. Smith. We are all business. We hate each other. Right. Uh, where this is a marriage of convenience uh, we have a business relationship right. with DraftKings, and that is what's propelling this podcast. That's why people tune in for our NBA insights, not for our um, interactions with each other. Correct, correct. I'm glad you see things as I do. It's probably the only thing we agree on. <laughs> yes, exactly. These <laughs> days it is. Yes, that's correct. Uh, so I haven't followed the Stephen A. Smith story at all. Uh, in fact, didn't even know it was a story. I, mm. So I've got some. I've got questions more than takes okay. at okay. the moment. Have uh, KD, Kyrie, um, James Harden, or Sean Marks re- reacted? So the only thing I have seen is that um, God, I'm forgetting his name, but a one p- pundit. Who, God, I wish I could remember his name. But he's like a guy who basically is not, like, breaking stuff all the time. But he does, maybe you'll know this from my description here, he does seem to, I think, definitely have a line in with Kyrie. Yeah. Because he, like, often will say things from Kyrie's, you know, sources say blah, 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 but they sound exactly like how Kyrie Irving talks, so I think he's definitely talking to him. Right. Did a mask is a metaphor, you idiots? Ex- exactly. Like, he was one of the first people to, to say to um, to say this. Um, that the um, some say, I think was how he phrased it, and then he had a winky face. But it's definitely Kyrie. Like, I, I really, truly believe that this is Kyrie Irving. Say that the Kyrie Irving, Ben Simmons trade talks get get overblown in the 24-hour news cycle, but that Kyrie is focusing on mental health. Uh, and That's, um, that's the first the, thing you want all yes, of your sports yes. superstars to he's, be focusing on. He's focusing on mental health, um, working with the team and, um, and what was the third thing? Oh, having fun. 
having fun. That's what he's right. focused on for this right. season. He's primarily focused on road and away games because he won't be allowed to play any home games. I don't want to get ahead of ourselves. We right. won't get ahead of ourselves. Right. Um, yeah, I mean, I guess it would not surprise me if Sean Marks had entertained the idea of moving on from Kyrie Irving. But as we discussed last time, and I think I and Seth said it, I think as succinctly as one needs to say it, there's a zero percent chance that Kyrie Irving gets traded, um, and I think that's probably true because of KD and KD not allowing it to happen. Yeah. So for I, now, for now, right? I I agree with you. Feel feel similar to the way we talked about it last time. That like, there's such a limited sample size that we really do not know what the three players play like together, except what we do have seen is extremely encouraging. So right. to the extent that we know anything, it's like it hasn't been a disaster. Um, so yes, all of our, all of our dreams of getting more defensive stalwarts of bolstering this team in some new, you know, way that isn't immediately uh, like, isn't offense first, isn't guard First, uh, completely superfluous. We have an insanely deep, good, talented team, and if healthy, they are going to be the team to be. Yeah. So right. So so the only thing, William, the only little kernel that I have is is that what we are saying is almost exactly what the um, what the like Nets hive mind is saying and that same Nets hive mind has been wrong before um, and I think that sometimes we are so insulated in our cocoon of, of Netsdom that like the outside pundits may have a, a better idea. I'll give you an example of, of something like this where where when news first broke that like Kyrie Irving was interested in coming to the Nets like all of the pundits were instantly like, well, that's the end with D'Angelo Russell, right? Mm-hmm. And, like, Nets Nation instantly reacted by saying, like, no, no, if if Kyrie's coming, we don't really want Kyrie, but if he's coming, they will work together. They would never do anything to D'Angelo Russell. He's the heart and soul of this, like, feel-good story. You would never see that. They could work together, but, you know, whatever. Even in if push comes to shove, you'd rather have D'Angelo. That was instantly wrong. And so, like... The only thing that makes me have a little bit of doubt is is that we are we are aligned with Nets Hive Mind, which I am always sort of um, I, I try to be aware that like Nets Hive Mind has been wrong before. So, do you think it's possible that he could get moved? I mean, I I I would give it a. Five percent chance. Okay. I, I don't think it's a very good chance, but I think, I think it could, one escalate quickly, um, that possibility, but two that I don't, I I just want to leave the door open to to that possibility just because like, you know, pe- people outside there there's like a the more sort of buzz there is about something it could just be click chasing or whatever but like you have to be mindful of that even if it doesn't emanate from nets nation yeah well i you know i would ultimately be fine with it i think that you know the question is like would the nets get better through a kyrie irving trade and i think 
One answer to that is if Kyrie Irving's healthy <laughs> and if he's willing to go through certain league and city <laughs> mandates right. in order to play, then, yeah, it pro- like barring a trade for, like, Anthony Davis or something, which would never happen. Uh, no, we're probably not going to trade Kyrie for someone who's going to make the team better when Kyrie plays. But that is such a massive qualif- qualifier mm-hmm. when Kyrie plays. Like, between his injury-prone <laughs> status and his um, ever-fluctuating um, mental health mm-hmm. and now apparently, you know, just sort of like, again, like I said, city-mandated health uh, meeting those sort of requirements. It is not at all clear to me that we're going to get a ton of Kyrie Irving. So in that sense, like even a Ben Simmons, who I think is is objectively a, a worse player than Kyrie Irving, um, is also way more durable. And aside from not refusing to show up because he's been thrown under the bus by Philadelphia, is a guy who has never had, like, a history of not showing up for stuff just on a whim. Yeah. Though, yes, I certainly less of a headache than, than Kyrie. I would never say otherwise. But I do think that there's, like, there aren't there stories of, like, dysfunction and kind of him prima donnaing and being kind of a... A handful. Yeah, I mean, he's a handful. Like, like he won't shoot a three, yeah, even but, though he should shoot a three. And like, his coach will demand that he shoots a three, and he won't shoot a three. But like, what? Like, I mean, yeah, I think I think that there's there's clearly an attitude issue with him. Like that, a lot of people, like Jackie McMullen, says that he he doesn't want to look foolish, right? And so that that really inhibits a lot of the things. That, so he'll only do the things that he's excellent at. The things he's excellent at are amazing, like transition offense. Can you imagine if we had transition offense against the Bucks? Defense, he, I think he's I think he's a much better... I would much rather have him as a defender than Rudy Gobert mm-hmm. um, and think that he is a more deserving defensive player of the year just because his versatility, and, and uh, that would be amazing on this team. In addition to which, if you have James Harden and Kevin Durant, who the fuck cares if Ben Simmons gets a bucket for you in the last five minutes of a, of a fourth quarter? You know, like those two guys are good. You're good. <laughs> yeah, my concern in the playoffs is that you don't know if James Harden's going to show up, and then if you have two, if your two stars are have checkered um, playoff histories, and then you're leaning on KD entirely, like I'm a little wary of that, especially the way that, like, teams can, in the playoffs, force, like, I think they could make Ben look bad. Like, I think they could force Ben to to, to uh, create something and, and put him in situations where he has to he has to be the scorer, um, at least on enough possessions that it would make me nervous. But to your point, Kyrie might not be playing. A- Kyrie could be, you know, so I, I'm worried of having two choke artists as your two, two of your three stars. Um, which makes me nervous about that trade, but plenty of things make me nervous about Kyrie as well. Yeah, right. And I think that's the thing. Like, I don't know. I don't know what like the the appropriate um, risk reward analysis is. But I'm I I have always been open to the idea of Kyrie Irving not being on this team. He's a very very <laughs> difficult player to root for, 
Like, I don't... Uh, I don't particularly like his brand yes. and, like, the way that he goes about things. I don't think, like, he's a, a horrible person. It's just really, really difficult for me to sort of admire him or be enamored of him. Um, and... I you know there's there are just tons of things he does that honestly just annoy the shit. Out yes, of absolutely. And uh, his sort of self righteousness is is almost top among them. So yeah, if we lost uh, if we lost if we lost Kyrie, it wouldn't be the end of the world. But I think it might be the end of the world for Kevin Durant, right? Who seemingly came here because of Kyrie Irving. There's that that stuff. I don't I don't think we're going to talk about this, but um, the. The uh, Jackie McMullen thing on B- the Bill Simmons uh, podcast recently, where she was going to do a story on the Nets in the playoffs, but they lost to the Bucks, mm. and was in the locker room and has really been ingrained in the you know the team for in, for a while, and she said that the very obvious leader on the team is James Harden. Like, he is the guy in the lot. Like, he is the uh, center of this team's universe. He's the guy who, who's on other guys when they're doing badly. He's, 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 he is the team leader, like, without question. And that makes sense. Like, KD is obviously the best player. Um, Kyrie, there. I mean, he probably thinks he's a leader, but he's a leader only in his mind, and he's leading us to some sort of transcendental, <laughs> you know, revelation of the veil of reality falling off and whatever. But he's not an actual leader. No one actually like looks to him for leadership because he's often just not there. Right. Um. So yeah, James James Harden is is the the leader on this team. Exactly sure what my point and all that is, other than just like, yeah, I don't think that we lose a ton. Uh, like Kevin Durant and James Harden are spectacular, <laughs> and Kyrie seems to be a very good plus when you have him, and not much more than that when he's not there, obviously. Um, and he's not there a lot of the time, and he's often a huge distraction too. Yeah, totally. I, 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 my last thing on this, and then we'll we'll move to the next bit of Kyrie uh, news. Is I, I think that given what we saw last year, if if like you said, if Kyrie is willing to be the third banana, yeah, he is an amazing He's third such banana. A good third it's banana. an amazing third banana to have somebody who had. 20 average 27 points a game on better than 50 40 90 scoring that is unbelievable he is a wildly so, efficient offensive player so yeah and and if he's willing to do that while not being the point guard and just is like hey by the way whenever you need a bucket throw it to me and there's a decent chance I'm going to get it that's incredible so um and for him to buy into that is is great and so disrupting that if if that is the case that you have if you're if you're churning through this year and it's like okay it looks like he's bought into this yeah don't fuck with that because that's amazing yeah um I mean yeah I guess mostly I care about Kyrie because I think KD cares about him and I don't want KD to be right to come into the season with bad feelings about the the organization yeah I agree I but I yeah I, and I I just feel like. In addition to that, I feel like we could very much have a good thing going. You don't really ever know how things are going to um, 
moving a major piece like Kyrie could impact things. So, like, if the ship is sailing smoothly, um, might not want to disrupt it. Sure. Agreed. So, okay. So, the next bit of news uh, is that uh, William has alluded to um, is Kyrie may be um, rocking that smooth ship, smooth sailing, by, it seems like, likely not being vaccinated, which... Um, folks, you know we, we run an apolitical show here. Yep. We are going to discuss this purely in terms of basketball. Uh, <laughs> but um, but um, X's and O's. X's and O's is the name of our game. And um, so, first of all, Bleacher Report um, reported that... Were you surprised when you heard... No, that's the other thing. Right. You, no, not at all. Right. I mean, just like any... Very on-brand. Ex- yeah, right. And, and you know, not the least of which, like, tons of... of um, like, a large percentage of um, African Americans are extremely skeptical of the government, of um, government claims, of the history of you know, the uh, Tuskegee uh, experiment, et cetera, et cetera, but just have absolutely no faith in the government and their claims and pharmaceutical companies like Johnson & Johnson who uh, poisoned people with uh, carcinogenic uh, baby powder for decades. Anyway, you could go on and on for the totally legitimate reasons. Plus, yes, Kyrie is a YouTube fanatic who has, like, third-eye, Mason-y, conspiracy theory stuff, may or may not believe the world is flat, etc. So... No, I'm not. Sorry, it's a very long uh, yeah, way no, of saying it, it no. Is, but I, but <laughs> just to make your very long way of saying no uh, longer, I think um, describing someone as a YouTube type of person is actually there is something to that. Mm-hmm. Like I don't personally know how to uh, to YouTube mm-hmm. very well mm-hmm. at all. Like I, but I've seen, uh, but I, I know two people who YouTube. Uh, one hardcore conspiracy theory person, and then um, Brandon, mm-hmm. also quite good at it. But they, it's just a different way of approaching news consumption, information consumption in general. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I think it can lead to pretty um, <laughs> unique takes on the world that that. That uh, that Kyrie certainly embodies. Yeah. Um, and yes. so anyway, the result of that is that he is not vaccinated and can't play. Right. It it it, it seems it, there's not been any direct confirmation from Kyrie or from the Nets, but uh, Bleacher Report said said multiple sources have confirmed or whatever. Of course, anonymous sources. It's a basketball yeah. story after all. Right. Uh, that he is unvaccinated. Um, Sean Marks. Uh, before that story came out, said, "Yeah, there are a couple of guys who, if the season started today, we wouldn't. Be, right, they would not be playing. So, who do you think the other guy is? Because why not? You know, rampantly speculate <laughs> right, about right. a highly personal <laughs> and uh, contentious I, issue. I actually don't really. Have, if I uh, honestly, I would not be against uh, random speculation like that. If do, I had even, do you a, think Harden and Durant are? Yes." I do. I yeah. I think it's going to be like a Bimbry or a a Johnson or something like that. Right. 
Yeah, yeah it's I, yes. I, I I think that James Harden and, and Katie. I know Katie is because I think I believe he's like been on like. Well, he had to go to the Olympics to, too. Like, I would imagine he, that. Yeah, and he he had a. I think he has like actively promoted people getting vaccinated. Okay. Um. So, so anyway, um, and because of local regulations, uh, in New York City, you cannot play or practice. I believe. Yeah, in, you can't in practice. New York. In New York City. You can't do um, any of our preseason training camp stuff, right? Right. So we will see how that – I am certain that this will all be as shrouded in mystery as the Nets can possibly do. Right. And also, like, I love the speculation. There was, like, speculation, like – about how uh, he like he was at some like a Sparks game or something, and they were like, "Oh, well, the regulations there say that you have to blah blah blah." And it's just like I want to remind people, even even when it comes to vaccinating for for NBA games, um, he's Kyrie Irving. He's a star. Right. Like people will not. There's certain rules that apply to the, yeah, the we regulars, went, and then there's certain that that apply to like one of the greatest players in the NBA right now. Right. We went to. Uh, game seven, uh, not uh, by any choice of our own. We went to game seven of the of the second round with a guy who was not vaccinated, who just got like someone else's card or something to get it. Like, like, and that's just some jackass dude who right. was wasted as well. Right. But he managed to finagle his way in like a billionaire or hundred millionaire. Superstar celebrity who everyone wants to have, you know, like one of the most famous basketball players in the world can do what he wants. It doesn't matter. Right. And so, yes, I am curious. I I don't know how this is going to play out, honestly, because Kyrie is very strong-willed. Yeah. Um, let's just – so for the purpose of this discussion, it just – if I have to caveat – if we have to caveat everything with we don't know for sure, it'll it'll get bogged down. So let's just assume he's not vaccinated. Yeah. I don't know how this is going to play out because he's extremely strong-willed. He doesn't have a particularly strong desire to play basketball, <laughs> especially in the regular season. Um, but at the same time, we have seen instances where he has been kind of, you know, like – He'll say something outrageous, and then he will kind of apologize. Is a strong word, but he'll he'll walk it back, right. and he'll it'll be like the flat. He'll be like, "No, you guys just didn't get it. I was doing it to fuck right. with you." Right? He's like, "Yeah, I got. I wasn't getting vaccinated to fuck with you, idiots who right. care about what I do." Right? But but like, kind of when money, like he had some little uh, flare up with Nike over his shoes. I don't know if you saw that. I don't think we really covered it here. It wasn't particularly no. interesting, but. But he backed down from that. For the purpose of this conversation, he backed down from that. So, like, money is important to him, as it is to everyone. Um, so if that starts to come into play, you know what I mean? Like, there's a lot of different factors. I am cautiously optimistic things will get worked out one way or the other. Right. Um, so, yeah, it's a, it's a league-wide issue, but it's particularly pronounced for Nets players and Warriors players because those are the two cities of all the uh, 28 NBA cities that um, – will not allow you to practice or play in their stadium if you're not vaccinated. Uh, so if he misses 41 games or 42 games with the Golden State Warrior road game, that would be quite a blow on top of <laughs> however many games he's going to miss right. for, for sage purging and other things right. that he's interested in. Exactly. Um, anyway, 
hope he gets vaccinated and uh, hope, you know, everyone in the in the NBA does so that no one has to miss any game. Exactly. Uh, I agree. Um, and, okay, so these, these next few items are going to be quick, folks, so grab a seatbelt and strap in. Uh, one is... Nash on the rookies. Nash says the the rookies will. He suspects it will be tough for them to crack the rotation. He doesn't know. He's not saying like for sure I'm gonna right. bench these fools, but he kind of did his best to to temper expectations right. of of the rookies and getting. I think up. when we get to the rankings, because we're gonna as Simon uh, so ably laid out in the table of contents, we are going to rank our nets. I'm hoping, I mean, I hope both of the, I hope both of the two guys who are definitely there play. Um, but, uh, I, I did see Sean, uh, sorry, sorry, there's someone like in the house that I do not know right now, so. Uh, this is weird. Um, I don't want to give too much away here, <laughs> podcasters, but right, there is a right. complete stranger in my home. Uh, I think it's someone who's going to be doing a bit of uh, home improvement for us. Okay. But I can't say that for sure. But what I can say for sure is that um, I hope Cam Thomas plays, at the very least. Right. Um, I agree. I agree. And I think that, again, these... The Nets are going to be decimated before we play a fucking preseason game. Yeah. Like I just, pro- I just have seen this so many times where, um, like I've said before on this podcast, like we we if if you look at us, yes, one through sixteen, it's like shit. I don't know how this player or that player is going to get their minutes, and then before you know it. Uh, Landry Shamit is our point guard for 48 minutes, and we are looking on the waiver wire for like anyone who can handle the ball. Right, Tyler Johnson, right. who I believe is still on the waiver wire. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So, All right. yeah, so that's it. And then a really, really brief stop into uh, assistant coach's corner. Ooh, um, that's right, folks. I'm... Adam Harrington. Uh, assistant coach of the stars uh, <laughs> uh, had a fundraiser for um, a charity that is dedicated to his sister who died. Um, uh, I don't recall the reason, but the the um, or the cause. But um, he held a charity event for her foundation. Here's what I wanted to talk to you about for this one, William. The, you want to talk with me about it? Yeah, that's right. Okay. I mean, I, I'm staring at the window. I'm trying to have a conversation. <laughs> As again, people know that this podcast is not about banter. No, it's not about <laughs> how you and I get along. It's about facts. It's about figures. And it's certainly not about humor. So I'm no. I'm going to start with a tragic <laughs> death of Adam Harrington's sister and go from there. Um, so, hey, so long as it's there's some tangential relation to an assistant coach, exactly, I'm interested. Exactly, and there you go. This is solidly in an assistant coach's corner. Great. Um, so he had an event to raise money for the foundation. Here's what I just sort of found interesting about this. So a few Nets players showed up, um, and an ex-Nets player, uh, Spencer oh, Dinwiddie. Oh, Bruce Brown. Bruce Brown. Blake Griffin. They yes. were putting. I saw Instagram pictures, I think. Right. Yeah. Uh, and Joe Harris. But here's what I think is interesting. 
Blake Griffin, <laughs> a guy. And, I was wondering if you'd get yeah, to that part. Yeah, yeah. Blake Griffin, we're 32 minutes in. <laughs> Here's what I find interesting. Blake Griffin is so bought into his, like, glue guy, uh, like, um, yeah, like, role player mm-hmm. uh, reinvention that he's going to these events. Like, it. none of the stars showed up. Right. Um, I... And, of course, they didn't. <laughs> like, like, they, you know, are, whatever they're doing, you know, they, 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 stars just do not come to these sorts of things. But Blake Griffin is so bought into this that he's doing these events that, that would have been, like, this is the sort of thing that, like, four years ago, it would have been, like, all oh, 17 Nets showed up to, to celebrate the, this thing. They're so together. It's right. just like, yeah, I know. They're, none of them are stars. They got nothing better to do. They're so thankful for a Nets paycheck <laughs> that they are, like, yeah, yeah, I, Adam Harrington, I love that guy. Love his foundation. I'll, I'll be I'm not doing jack shit shit else like I'll go to this and Blake Griffin is too this is a guy who's a multi-time all-star right he's, he's getting first like, ballot hall of famer for yeah. sure right he's, well maybe uh, especially definitely if he wins the championship with the Nets okay 100 okay. uh but also has a tv show right uh, as we, we've talked about at length on this show. Yeah. Yeah, no, he does seem, he's, he seems like, and he's getting paid $29 million right, by right. the Pistons this year, right. which he's is hilarious. He's signed multiple max contracts. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I just find that interesting to me, that, like, he's just now fully like a Bruce Brown. Uh, <laughs> like a dogged, <laughs> a grizzled, yeah. like... A, lun- a lunch pail dude. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. Like, super dunko um, NBA jam star uh, is now... Is is now a lunch pail guy. Okay. Right. All right. So we're going. We're going to get to rankings. Yes. Well, we got to do ad read. Oh, right. Sorry. We got to do an ad read, but I need a refill. Do okay. you as well? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So we'll take a break. Literally. Uh, no, no, no. We'll oh. do the ad read sort okay. of. But one of us sh- should get. Do you want to go get the beer yeah. and then you can yeah. pick up when uh, when I get when back? you get back? Yeah. Sure. All right. So we're doing. Hold on, let me, as I uh, begin this thrilling segment of the show, I'm going to write down the time so that I can later go back and edit a little music over this. Uh, This is our ad read for DraftKings Sportsbook. Week two of football's in the books, and now it's time to review the tape and get ready for week three. With DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. To kick off another action-packed week, DraftKings is giving new customers $150 instantly when they bet $1 on any football game. Listen up, because you don't want to miss this. And I'll tell you what you don't want to miss. Well, I won't. But my friend Simon will. (laughs) Okay, folks. Head to the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and place a bet of $1 on any week one game. Uh, Week uh, Okay, I'm just reading the copy here, folks. Uh, please don't shoot the messenger. To receive $100 and $50 in free bets instantly. $150. Yeah. Sorry, that is on my, my that is my fault. Not That's, the copy. That fault. is user error. Yes, that, that is, is prime okay. time user errors. I do not want people to misunderstand me here. I want to repeat that part. Oh, God. Okay. Hammer this bullet. $150 in free bets instantly. If Sportsbook is not yet available in your state, DraftKings still has huge 
huge cash prizes up for grabs all season long with their daily fantasy contest. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Whew. Man, that number trips you right on 150, up. 150, <laughs> not $150. $100 and $50. Right, well, not $100 and $50, although no, technically that is true. It yes. gets you to the same place right, at the exactly. end of the day. Anyone who could do their maths knows. Yes. Uh, here, folks, is a highlighted and bolded call to action, which I, for one, hope you... In here. This is always my favorite part. Yeah, I, I'm going to go rather quickly here because we've gone a bit long on this, but I would like you to take a deep breath and do the following. Download DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code TBPN. Receive $150 in free bets when you place a $1 bet on any football game. That's promo code TBPN this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit. $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook. For details, gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana, one 800 um, nine with it. Nine with it, sorry. <laughs> you got to remember the nine with it. Okay, and that, folks, is another one of our ad reads. That's how we pay the bills around here. <laughs> that's right. That's, that's putting a roof over William's head that apparently is being constructed as we <laughs> yeah, record this podcast. It's being constructed by a complete stranger <laughs> who is in our midst, which is fine and which I'm comfortable with. Uh, maybe he's a Nets fan. Yeah, maybe he's if a he's a Knicks kid, uh, If he's a Knicks fan, no. Get on out of here. Yeah, exactly. I'd rather have a roof collapse on me than have a Nets <laughs> a Knicks fan Cheers. under our Thanks roof. Thanks for grabbing this. Cheers, That William. was an excellent, excellent move there. So we are getting to the rankings segment. Yes. Correct. So, folks, um, as you may have seen, unless you've been living under a rock, um, Nets Because you don't have the big DraftKings dollar bills coming your way. Yeah, exactly. Which I can only can only tell you, caviar tastes better when it's been purchased with <laughs> DraftKings money. Um, and with a roof over your head. Right. Uh, Yes. <laughs> so Roofed caviar far superior I, to an unroofed caviar. I cab. don't know how people can live if they aren't supporting themselves on an hour a week of talking into a microphone. Um, I just don't. I, I did it before, but I don't know how I did right. it. Right. I can uh, never go back I don't, to that lifestyle. I don't know how these heathens do it. Um, okay. Folks... Uh, ESPN and Sports Illustrated both um, came out with player rankings. The, the the headline here, I think it's fair to say, is that both ranked Kevin Durant as your number one NBA player. Um, so that is exciting in and of itself. Yeah. Um, also, James Harden was seventh in... ESPN 7th in Sports Illustrated 10th in ESPN Yes And Kyrie Irving was 20th in ESPN And I believe 22nd in Don't know I, I forget And but Joe Harris was somewhere in 70, both Yeah, 72nd in one and 75th in the other Sure, so four top 100 guys Including the number one guy in the league Yes I think it's slightly more debatable than that But that's okay I'm a big KD guy <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, no, I mean, I, I right. I think you could you, two top teners though. That's great. Yeah, um, absolutely huge, huge, and and certainly, I don't think anyone would put KD outside of the top three. Mm-hmm. Um, Definitely not. So what we are going to do in sort of an homage to the off-season rankings that go on, there's a pretentious, you know, Seth Partnow tiers. We're not, right. We're not doing tiers. No. We are going to put we are going to put some skin in the game and assign numerical values one through sixteen to all sixteen nets. I think one through three is going to be kind of Dullsville. Yes. But. From there, I think we're going to have quite a few disparities and disagreements. Now, let's just get one through three out of the way and then sort of try to try to talk about how we went about uh, thinking up our criteria for what sort of elevated, why we would elevate one person over another. Okay. So one through three, I mean, it's the same as those, those rankings we just read, right? Yes. KD, James Harden. Kyrie Irving. Yes. In that order, one, two, three, top three nets, very obvious. There are big three, and there is a clear hierarchy of those three. Mm-hmm. Honestly, from four on, I think that we could have differences. So I bet we have the same number four. Uh, if you think that, then we definitely do, because mine is Joe Harris. Mine is Joe Harris, too, although it pained me to do it. How come? But I do think he probably is number four. I think he definitely is, yeah. Go, yeah. go, go ahead for why you... Um, you, you, I think that he just he is such a spectacular fit for this team. He does he opens up so much for this team's offense, which is what this team is basically. You know the most extraordinary. Ooh, some drilling going on. <laughs> I think there might be some outlets being replaced right now, oh. and if we're lucky, uh, a leaky faucet in the sink and the uh, in the in the bathtub mm. getting fixed. Do you bathe? Simon? Do I bathe? Like take bathe? a bath? Yes. No. I mean, I I Would you shower. bathe? Would you no, bathe? No, 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 no. Never in a million years. I, I have no desire to sit in a tub. A tub of your own filth. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Bathing is, is heinous. Uh, yeah, I, I guess I wanted someone above <laughs> Joe Harris, but I couldn't in good conscience put anyone above him. Right now, yeah, I, I, I think that uh, I, I just think that you can't. Yeah, I, I think that his stock has. I, I am now at this point. I am buying Joe Harris stock. I think it has plummeted um, after the playoffs, and we have forgotten a little bit just how incredible it is to have somebody who basically makes fifty percent of their three point shots, like a, a lower than that. But it feels if you're at a game, it feels like fifty percent. Like you yeah. just have. So much confidence, at least in the regular season, um, that that guy's threes are going to go in, and that is incredibly valuable, especially as you said, William. When you have three incredible shot creators who put so much pressure on the defense, and then you have one guy who has to stick to Joe Harris. Yes, um, he is. He is the ultimate uh, creator of space. Uh, he is the perfect complement to these three, and. He's not a complete zero on defense. No, especially in the regular season um, when you're not designing your entire offensive flow to figure out a way to put Joe Harris in the spot. Joe Harris and Blake Griffin in the spotlight and and um, humiliate and embarrass them. But right, um, he's not. He, yeah, he's not a good defender. He's no. not a good rebounder. But mm-hmm. he's he puts in effort in right. both those categories. Exactly. He's big. He's bigger than I think maybe. 
Uh, you, you might you might guess. Yeah. Um, and, and he's yeah. scrappy too. He, he there's num- numerous times when he has come up with the big rebound, the big loose ball. He he is like a pretty hard nosed guy. And you know what? I think an underrated thing that we we we've talked about it before, but he plays almost every game. Yeah. He is <laughs> he's a workhorse. And one interesting thing I saw, I think maybe in an Alex Schiffer article in the mm. Athletic, was that the. Nets, um, you know the the brilliant Mets, Nets medical staff uh, is going to seriously regulate minutes this season, and that they're going to try they're going to have to really impose it on Joe Harris because apparently he like will not be told that he can't play a game. Which interesting. I, yeah, it is interesting. Like he really he's like so mild mannered. I know. Like, I think he missed one game last season, yeah. um, and there's just a real charm and virtue to that on a team like this where so many people miss so many games just have one guy who you know is like determined to be out there every game that that sort of in addition to his transcendent three-point shooting ability right um elevates him for me to number four number five is where we could begin to disagree okay give me Uh, yours i've got nick claxton interesting we do diverge and I that was the one I was contemplating trying to one up Joe Harris on that. But, oh my god! But not not willing to go there yet until I see a bit more from him offensively this season. What's your What's your reasoning? Um, I think he's essentially the team's best defensive player. Um, certainly the most versatile defensive player in that he is a credible rim protector, while also being able to guard wings. And we have. We have said he could be a one to five guy. Might be a bit of an overstatement, but there are great videos of him like guarding Zach Levine, one of the best like one on one bucket getters in the game, and making it impossible. You know, he got a shot off, but it didn't go in and didn't come anywhere close. Like Nick Claxton can stay with guys on the wing. He's really long. He's really tall. He's really quick. Um, and he's just so important on that end of the court. Like, all the advanced metrics last season were just like, Nick team is good with Nick Claxton mm-hmm. on the court. I think they could have tried to play him a bit more um, in the playoffs, so it was clear they just didn't, they couldn't Tr- trust, trust him, him enough. I think they even said that. Or, no, Ian, Ian Eagle, I think, said that. Yeah, but, yeah. and that, that's sort of unfortunate. But, like, you know, that will develop yeah. with another season with these with this team. Um, offensively, obviously, there are question marks. They have in college. He played point guard, so he can handle it. But they've uh, they've cut that off. So he's basically just a rim runner. So when he's playing with James Harden or something, he can look good. But he basically doesn't do anything offensively. Yeah, and, and that was, I mean, to be expected for a second year player in the playoffs. But that was really where the wheels came off. Like he went from like okay ish on def- or on offense yeah. to like. I know every time he touches the ball on offense, like this is gonna end badly. It's not. It's not good. So they need to find a. They need to find a role. I think. I think honestly, I mean, it's gonna be really hard because they are gonna really clearly define his role. So like, if he were on the Cavs this year, if he were if he'd been Jared Allen in mm-hmm. that trade, like you could see people like him expanding his game, taking more three point shots, dribbling the ball, trying to play make stuff like that, and I can see him. A, one day evolving into that, but he's just not going to have that opportunity. He's going to have a he's going to pick, he's going to roll, 
Uh, he might try to do some offensive rebounding, and that's about all you're going to see from him, unfortunately, because I do think that he has a lot of potential offensively. But just because of his dynamism mm-hmm. on defense and his, you know, we need we we can we don't need another playmaking wing mm-hmm. on offense, um, especially if you have the big three and Joe Harris like. Claxton doesn't need to be a fucking stud on offense. No. That, um, and that's why he, for me, is is the guy like that that has launched to the top. And I would love to see him start, though I don't think he will this year. No, I don't either. I think he may be the third string center, in fact. Um, yeah, it's terrifying to me. I, I did not have him as high, and here is the reason. Where, I, did, I just you, where did you have him? He is... Sorry... Pull it up here. He is um, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Ooh, eight. Okay. Uh, no, five, six, seven. Yeah, eight. Okay. So here's the reason. I, I just his offensive numbers are so uninspiring. Yeah. Uh, like he averaged six point six points a game and five rebounds. Um. But all those advanced stuff, like all the on-off court stuff, all the you know, like he's really good at that. Yeah, I, I just. But I, I yeah, yeah. I, I agree. Like, I just on this team, it feels like a guy who kind of sucks offensively, but is that good defensively has a has a skewed value. Is valued, yeah, yeah, yeah. So my and there are other guys that we'll talk about that are similarly like their value is way higher on this team, yeah. and I think in the league would would kind of maybe not even have a role on a lot of teams. Right. So for me, number five is Blake Griffin. Okay. Um, He's my number six. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Great. So we're not too far off. Um, I just think similar to what you've said in terms of like what, how valuable the player is on, on this particular team. Blake is very valuable for his willingness to do the dirty work, to go up and bang, um, and to shoot, a credible three-pointer, which is great for your center um, to be able to do that. And, yeah, it's like him and Joe Harris are kind of like the lunch pail guys in that starting lineup. Um, and, yeah, just lo- I've, I've loved, you know, the, the Blake Griffin experience. Mm-hmm. So, um, yes. Um, you want me to all, all go this what, time? For, oh, go ahead. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I agree I, with oh, everything sorry, yeah. you said about, about Blake. That's why I put him sixth. Mm. I think that he... He does provide a lot both on both ends of the court. I think that he might not get as much um, on the defensive end, like with drawing charges this year. Mm. I think refs are going to – I know there are a bunch of, like, tweaks they're yeah. doing. Um, so I don't know that he's going to be able to exploit those sorts of things as much on the defensive end, but we'll see. Um, I'm hopeful that Blake still has as much as he had last season in the tank. Um, especially when he has like a smaller role and uh, you know isn't expected to play more than probably twenty five minutes yeah, a night at most yeah. Um, but I will say, and I want to say this at the top, uh, that go doing this exercise like this team is fucking loaded. Yeah, like, I, I don't like like one through sixteen. There isn't like a spot where I'm like, God, that would suck if we had to put him in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, there's I, the, and the I, gone and, are the Quincy ACs and the like. You know, like last year, even, you know, like, there isn't even, 
yeah, like a Chioza. There's no... No, I... It was, like, fine enough in a pinch, but, like, there's... Yeah. But after my, like, top seven, mm-hmm. I feel like... And even then, like, like they're all... all There's a case to be made for everyone beyond that. Yeah, I agree. Um, so, so, anyway, who do you have for number six? Um, my number six, and I'm sorry I didn't give you a chance to talk about Blake. No, uh, no, no, that's fine. This is my first time in the captain's chair. Um... Uh, I, I, w- I will get better at it. Um, oh, you're crushing. You're th- thank you. Patty Mills is my sixth man. Yeah. I have been skeptical. He's my number seven. Okay, great, great, yeah. great. So, as I've said, Nats Nation, I am a little bit skeptical of just how godlike Patty Mills is mm-hmm. uh, based on, like, the, the pundit's reaction to us signing him. But I have bought in enough to the hype to say, like, okay, well, he should be good. He, he should be a good addition. We really didn't have – when Spencer Dinwiddie got hurt, we really did not have a reliable point guard. We had a we had a Karis LeVert score machine for a time, but um, we really didn't have someone who was, like, a good spot-up shooter who can handle the ball, who is, like, fast and, you know, is, is like – Interested in, you know, just kind of like filling in, just kind of a gluey point guard guy. I'm excited to see how he is on this team. Yeah, I think I I was listening to a couple of these uh, types of shows where they were sort of doing preseason rankings of teams. Mm -hmm. And one thing that the um, Spurs were getting knocked on on like over under podcast was that for the last several seasons, their second unit has just completely dominated uh, other teams. And a huge reason for that has been that Patty Mills has held huh. those second units. And so if we have a second unit that is is run by a guy, like, you know, in the Olympics, he, like, you know, led a team and was just a spectacular star on that team. If we have a guy who can lead a second unit that's crushing other teams' second units, and our first unit has fucking, you know, two top ten guys and another top twenty guy, Mm -hmm. uh, and Nick Claxton, who should be a top twenty-five guy, (laughs) Um, like, that's, that will be incredible. So I think, I just think that, like, Patty Mills won as a a backup for a, a probably chronically absent Kyrie is a huge thing, but also him leading a second unit that's gonna have guys like LaMarcus Aldridge and, you know, other really big time players. That could be crazy. Like, this, as a regular season thing, this team could be, you know, 60 wins easily, I think. Yeah, if yes, health as you as you've um, sort of hinted at. Yeah, yeah, C- yeah, critical. But yeah, totally agree. Totally agree. Okay, so so your who's seventh your next one. Your oh. seventh. Your because I because oh, mine yeah. were Blake and Patty right, right. at six and seven, and then you have one more ahead of of Nick Klaas. Right, uh, and that is Bruce Brown. Yeah, so he's my number eight. Okay, so we basically just we we swapped Claxton and 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 Brucey basically. Yeah. Um, yeah, so... Bruce to me... Uh, sorry. Go for it. Go um, but Bruce to me, he's the guy I was thinking of when I was saying, like, this team um, mm-hmm. creates players who look really good on this team, who I don't necessarily see having a role on 
every team in the NBA, or even many teams in the NBA. Bruce Brown is perfectly designed to be a part of this team, um, and it's because he he's he's a he's a one of one. <laughs> he's a, a very small center. He can't shoot. He can't really pass, but he is a ferocious rebounder. Um, he is a great cutter. He is a you know a good sort of pick and roll guy, and he is a dogged defender yeah. um, on on the wing. And those are all things this team desperately needs. And he fits like a glove on this team. I just don't think I would I would say like if we were doing this in terms of like like top hundred players in the NBA, I would say that all the guys that we've talked about before Bruce Brown right now would be higher than Bruce Brown on that because Bruce Brown is so niche yeah. um, and so untranslatable to almost any other context. But in this context, he's a fucking amazing. Yeah, and the other, yes, the other, the only thing I would add to that is that the the Nets, though they are deep, are weirdly thin on the wing. Mm-hmm. And so Bruce Brown is, basically has to play as a wing player. And he, he is long, He's six four and long and is strong. Strong as all get out. Um, so like, he's all the more valuable to us because we will probably have him guarding like your your like um, Kawhi's and your whatever in the regular season. Like just because like we don't. I don't know who else who else we have really. Right. <laughs> um, like I mean, we obviously have KD, but like you don't really want to tax him in the regular season with guarding like the best wings. No, definitely not. Um, um, though he could, and so yeah, now we're now we're into a really interesting part yes, of the team because I agree. we have some superstars, former superstars, mm-hmm. or at least all stars, yep. like perennial all stars. Yep. We have some rookies. We have some some grit and grind guys. We have some projects. It's just like, yeah, it's 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 hard to hard to to pin down these rankings. This is where I thought like the most interesting part of trying to come up with this rankings. And, um, and I think the most, um, like, we will look back on this section mm-hmm. and be like, wow, we were wrong about this, we didn't see this coming, or, like, this guy didn't play a minute, or yeah. well, whatever. Yeah, no, and, I, and I'll say for my number, I'll just do my number nine. Okay, great. And this is a guy who I think could be one of those guys you're mentioning that, that you look back and you're like, hey, you know, like, <laughs> nah, he wasn't number nine. And I wish, you know, like, I think it could be a bad experience. But I just, at this point, we, we've talked about Bruce Brown and Nick Claxton, okay? We can't not mention LaMarcus Aldridge hey, at this point. Yeah, totally. And, like, I'm not a believer. Like, in the time we, we had him... Like the first game was amazing. Mm-hmm. He was pass first, and he is—he's a great passer. Mm-hmm. When he is oriented towards passing, he's great. But by like game two or three, <laughs> he had completely reverted back to "I'm a Marcus Aldridge, motherfucker. Yeah, I yeah, am a yeah. mid-post god. Like I'm, you know, I'm doing long twos, and I'm backing someone down for 18 seconds of this yeah, play. Yeah, he likes and to that, cook. On yo, that, he loves—he loves to cook on the block. <laughs> And he can do it okay, but at this point, we don't really need that cooking, LaMarcus. And so it's just like, how do we slot him in? How do we find, like, I hope he doesn't start over Blake Griffin or Nick Claxton, but I fear that he might. He did when he came last season. I think he will. And that's terrifying to me. If if Marcus is a starter, I mean, you, you never, ever, ever 
at in 2021 or 22 want LaMarcus Aldridge <laughs> to be the focus of an offense that has Kevin Durant, James Harden, and Kyrie <laughs> Irving on the court. Like, full stop. So totally, or Joe Harris, frankly. Or Joe Harris. I agree. I agree. Like, he's the fifth option. Yes. And he he has a number one option mentality. He, yes, he is. If you're right, you, you, you've got an all, all-star um, chef lineup. <laughs> right. And... There's one guy who desperately wants to cook for all of them, and it's LaMarcus. No, I agree, and I I do not – I will be pretty surprised if he um, starts. Yeah. But I think he's going to be in the mix, and I think he's going to eat Claxton minutes. I do too. But, again, I'll just reiterate, I think he – his heart condition, his advanced age, um, will keep him out of... There will be plenty of reasons for him to not be playing and not be eating those minutes, but opening night or whatever, the first week of the season or whatever, you and I will both... And I think a lot of Nets fans who... Because Claxton has a lot of fans. He's a fan favorite. He's a fan favorite. Um, People will be like, I don't really love... Yeah, throwing I, it down to Lamarcus as much. As I we're I, doing. I have to believe that Lamarcus has a bit more than a DeAndre Jordan to give. Oh, definitely. But I don't think he's going to become the DeAndre no. Jordan he wasn't when he was on the team last no. year. Like he and has more beloved. to he offer. Was, yeah, he was, like he has him. more to offer. Yeah. I mean, it was so brief when he was. On. I wouldn't <laughs> say people loved him. <laughs> no, like, I like, mean, they <laughs> loved the guy. The the ten percent well, of the crowd that was allowed into Barclays absolutely <laughs> adored. Him. But here's but here's what I. I would say is like his experience on the nets was instantly enjoyable for him and like nervous for us but like the fact that he a little nerve-wracking for us but the fact that he had such a good time yeah that he was like it it does seem like it was like if i'm coming back into the nba i'm going to sign a minimum contract with the nets no questions asked yeah like to me indicates like there was some good vibes mm-hmm. in in that whole experience, whereas I feel like DeAndre was instantly like, this guy doesn't give a shit. He is buddies with two people and instant enemies with, yes. with the entire rest of the team. Right. Um, and, and the organization, as uh, like the uh, right. executives Every, resent him. E- exactly, exactly. From ownership on down. Yeah. Um, the other thing I will say is I do think there could be lineups where to stop me hitting I'm crazy. I'm, <laughs> I might be crazy. But I think that the weird combination of LaMarcus Aldridge's really good three-point shooting, like he's one of the best three-point shooters on our team mm-hmm. if, if his percentages pan out. You could see him playing with Nick Claxton. Mm-hmm. Um, and Nick Claxton could guard four through one. And Aldridge will take the five. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I, I don't see that as totally on, totally impossible. So was he your number nine? He was not. He is actually my number ten. Who is your nine? Here is my nine. It is Polly Millsap. Ooh. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so uh, sell sell I, me on. I, I, I have always, him. At, I have him slotted in eleven. Okay. Yeah. I have always felt a a cavernous difference between you and I on Paul Millsap (laughs) from the very beginning. I just I I just think that was such a good pickup for the Nets. Um, I know he is crusty. I know he is like 36. Mm -hmm. I know he is 6'7 and is has to be a big at this point. Is not really a rangy Defender, Mm-mm. I just never was. <laughs> <laughs> I, 
peak Millsap. But I just never was. I just I I love his profile. I love the profile of a beefy <laughs> six seven dog out there on D and on and and can can shoot decently. Um, he basically has to be a five at this point. Well, I think William that we are gonna see. I think we're gonna see him at the four mostly. Uh huh. Um, I do. <laughs> okay. Because we have we have Claxon, we have yeah. Aldridge, we have Blake. Yeah. Um, and I think he he is just gonna be. I I think you're gonna continue to dislike him because, as I've said, I see serious. Um, Jared Dudley vibes out of him, and I say that in a good way. I, I, I think the stat sheet, you're going to look and you're going to be like, this guy stinks. Yeah. But you're going to look at the I'm like, hoping plus I look minuses. at the stat sheet and say, oh, thank God he didn't play oh very many minutes. Oh, my God. Okay. <laughs> I, I, I just think that guy plays winning basketball. I yeah, really I do. do, too. I like, agree. I think he, he, he makes good basketball decisions. I talk to – I am um, – Friends with at work a uh, Denver Nugget fan. Yeah, and I said, "What should I expect from Paul Millsap?" Kind of cringe, kind of yeah. like because obviously they could, you know, he was out there for a long time. Yeah, was not gonna get more than a minimum deal. Yeah, but he was like, "Yeah, he's good." Like I think you're gonna, you know, like he makes he was good and he made had like critical playoff moments. Yeah, um, I just think I like how many minutes are you expecting from Paul Millsap? That's why I couldn't put him above Lamarcus Aldridge. Like I, I expect Lamarcus Aldridge. To contribute more overall to this team right now um, than than Paul Millsap, which is why he got the nod above. Like Millsap, I could see like contributing a competent twelve minutes a game. You know, like like he I, he I definitely knows 15, what to do. Fifteen. Okay. Okay. For me. Okay. For but, me, it's got to be fifteen. And how many do you see Aldridge getting? I think depending on his heart, yeah. uh, that a big part of it is that the the man. Recently retired because mm. of a very serious mm. heart issue. Oh yes, he did. So very, very, I'm, very much. So. I'm a really, I, 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 and the Nets medical staff. Yeah. Is, I mean, at least for players that they have any modicum of control over. Yeah. Um, not the Hardens and the KDs and and Kyries of the world, and apparently Joe Harris is of the world, but like, the. Heart conditioned minimum contract guys of the world. Yeah. I think they're gonna keep him very safe, as okay. safe as you so, can be. So the 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 Aldridge versus Millsap thing mm. at number nine for me, I think, is like a worthwhile thing. Like so, so Aldridge gives you certainly higher ceiling on the on the offensive yeah. end of the court. He gives you more size. Uh huh. Um, and can more credibly guard you know bigger guys. Yeah. Than Millsap, though Millsap, you think is just sort of the smarter defender, and sort of like the maybe the the savvier, more team oriented offensive guy. He's not going. No, you're not going to be like here's Black Hole Millsap it, for and, sure. And that that sort of elevates him for you over an Aldridge. Yes, I think he knows who he is at this point better than Aldridge. Yes, I don't think I would he's agree with you. Demand to eat. I would agree with you, and I and I and I actually like that logic because I do think like I'm nervous about both of those guys because I don't think they have a ton left to give. Um, but I do think. Of those two, like like an important thing in an aging vet who doesn't know, you know, like 
their time is is over is recognizing your limitations and i think at least anecdotally yeah Millsap will be the one more able to to rein it in and to recognize his role on the team than Aldridge. I just think Aldridge is probably better just because he has, like, better natural, like, things to give at a later age, right? Like you're saying his three-point shooting, like his size. Like, those are things that don't age, you know? Like, those things, those are things that, that carry over. Like, Millsap is just, you know... Like how long can you scrape by as a six foot seven, quote unquote, big? You know, he is like, like Joe Harris is six seven. You know? Yeah, but he is a big beefy. He, he is a beefy. He's guy. way beefy. Yeah, he's super strong. But I'm just saying, you know, like a, a, a miniature Carl Malone out there. Like, what are we? What are we? Do, what are we looking for here? Yeah, I I am ready to. L O V E love. Okay, Paulie so Millsap. so you had Millsap at at nine. Who'd you have at ten? Lamarcus. Lamarcus. Okay, so I had Millsap at eleven. Do you want to hear my number ten? Yeah, I do. This was a fun little yeah. exercise. Yeah, I agree. So my number ten is going to be controversial. Okay, for sure. And it was hard for me to do it, but I just I'm trying to think like who could realistically have a meaningful impact on the Nets at this part at mm-hmm. this part of the team. And honestly, like I said with the this team is loaded, I could imagine a couple of these other guys, but this yeah. is the one who I think I think could, I know where you're going. It's Cam Thomas. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He, my, Cam Thomas is only one notch uh so he's your 11. Below. Yes. Yeah, so he's your 11. He's my number 10. And I just think that Cam Thomas has an opportunity. I don't know whether it could be a disaster. He's obviously a chucker. But you kind of, like like you've said on this show, you need, who is the son you compared him to? Eddie House. Eddie House. Eddie House, right. You need a guy who can come in confident that he's the best guy on the court, scoring-wise. Who's just going to throw the ball up and... You know, some nights he's going to get you 20 in, in 12. Mm-hmm. And some nights he's going to get you 0 and 8. Yeah. You know, but those those nights where he gets you 20 and 12 will get you a W when you're visiting, like, Salt Lake City in mid-February. And he and, and this guy, like, randomly had a fucking heat check night. Right. Um, I don't expect him to be developed at all defensively. I don't expect him, frankly, to develop much at all because... This team that he's on is not really one that's great for development, as we've talked about, and it's kind of, you know, a bummer from from my perspective that, like, we aren't going to be able to develop young guys. But I think that he is a guy who can come into the league and right away be a guy who can try to be Lou Williams off the bench. He's not going to be as good as Lou Williams and as consistent as Lou Williams, but I think he will meaningfully impact games throughout the season and that's why I gave him that. And of, of, of the rest of the guys, like, I can I can convince myself the rest of the guys on the list that they could like have a role but it's not going to be like like a big difference making yeah. role it's going to be like oh yeah we need their tough nose defense we right. need their effort you know like right. they're going to make the like, the smart play in crunch right. time like cam maybe, thomas or, yeah. brings something unique and he brings something uh, you know that like that no one else on the rest of this list, and I'm basically on the team, really uh, can can bring. So I agree, and I think that like you kind of get. I, I I think that there's a tendency 
to, as you get deeper into the bench, sort of, I tried to guard against this. You you obviously did as well. But, like, you, you sort of get to, like, you're like, yeah, yeah, this is a solid guy. And, yeah. like, that's what you want at the end of your, your bench. But, like, like, it's incredible to have someone who can, like, score, potentially. Like, yes. so somebody who was the co-MVP of the Summer League is, like, pretty interesting. To have Very as your, like, intriguing. 11th, 10th yeah. guy. A 19-year-old who and, can average, like, 30 points a game. Right. And, and so, right. And so much as, like, I am excited to see, like, a Javon Carter or whatever, like, it's right. like, okay... But, like, this guy could really impact a game. It won't be like, hey, good D on the second string point guard. It's like, holy shit, this guy had 20 points. (laughs) Right. Right. Like, someone's got to get in there to to slow down Jarrett Culver. Right. Right. Culver's taking off. We've got the perfect antidote to that. Right. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, Okay. So now we're down to the the bottom five, 12 through 16. Yes. Uh, and I think we can go a little quicker through these. This we're 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 getting Holy shit. a little long in the two. Good God! And honestly, I could use another. I know, year. me too. You want you want to start and all? Yeah, uh, I'll okay. start with my number twelve. And again, th- I I don't mind any of these guys, and I, I I think I could make a case probably for any of these five coming in um, at at number twelve. The guy I settled on in the end was James Johnson. Uh, and for those of you who can't hear Simon in the kitchen, he said, All right! Uh, and you know what? It honestly sounded like he meant it. Yeah, I, uh, I agree. And I so my number, my number 12 is James Johnson. I just think of the remaining five, James Johnson is... Uh, versatile, mm-hmm. right? You know, like he—he sort of—he's like um, uh, sort of like Jeff Green, but worse. Yeah, yeah, worse, but meaner. But meaner, meaner. tough in every like, way except meaner. Yeah, except for he's better in the—he's tough, like yes. really, really tough. Yes, exactly. So like he's a tough Jeff Green that's worse. <laughs> <laughs> And for that, that's like a great twelfth guy yeah, to have yeah, on the totally. bench. Like, I can't believe he's our twelfth. Like that, it was at this point in the thing where I was like, "Shit, James Johnson is our twelfth best guy." I can't. I can't wait till we get to sixteen because my sixteen guy, I'm like, I'm high on. I'm like, yeah, this guy yeah. has like a right. real, yeah. Like I, I'm, I'm into him. Right. I, I agree. defend him to the grave. So all right. <laughs> so who's your thirteenth? Um, oh, just just the, uh, really quickly on James Johnson. I, I yes, I, I think the fact that we have at least one bully on our team now is really important because we had absolutely no one last year. That'll be good. Yeah. Um, okay. Oh, this is amazingly good. My thirteenth. Um, it's not nearly as good, William, as my peach pear. Ooh, peach pear! What a combo. Uh, um, my one, and I feel bad that he slipped so low on my list. Um, is Javon Carter. That's mine, too. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it said this was hard, but maybe it's easy. We're, we're seeing eye to eye. Loved, I want Javon Carter to get run. Yeah, me too. All right, so why why did you pick him? Um, he's a dogged, as you've said, pick you up 94 feet defender. Um, he's a good three-point shooter, 38%. Can't sneeze at that. Yeah. Um, and the reason he slips so low is just, like, he doesn't average many points. He didn't average many minutes. 
on the Suns. Like, I think he was at 12 or 15 minutes. You know, like... Yeah, I just don't see a, a real role for him, especially mm-hmm. with Patty Mill. Like, right. yeah, as soon as Kyrie or someone goes out, and then, you know, I can see Javon Carter right. slipping into a rotation guy. But to start the season, I don't see him in the rotation. And so it's hard to put someone like that above the bottom bottom five. Yeah. That's not a knock on him. His team is super deep. Yeah. <laughs> and I would love, I would, you know, I'd love Javon to, I don't I don't know who he'd replace. Like, it's weird with the LaMarcus and Millsap thing, you know, like maybe one of them just falls out of the rotation and we had to guard, or like play more guards. I don't know. Like, we just don't play as many bigs and, and Javon gets a role. But that's where he's got to be. Totally. I, I agree. Um, 14? Yeah. You ready for this one, William? Yeah. I think we probably agree on this, too, but um, it's Dayron Sharp. Same. Oh, hey. my God. This is incredible. Yeah. yeah. I, we know nothing about him. Yeah. We know we saw a little in Summer League. Super aggressive rebounder, which has been a, a weakness on this team for a long time. Um, I don't think he's going to get a lot of run. I think he will have zero trust, and there are 10 million, uh, you know, a future Hall of Fame or at least perennial, all, former perennial all-star right. bigs ahead of him. So he's going to play a lot in the G League. But uh, Daron Sharp is a guy I'm excited about for the future and is a guy that uh, if – if there are injuries mm-hmm. or if some of the, you know, if the heart problem re-arises, if yes. another premature retirement comes or something, you know, like Dayron would be a, a, uh, an exciting guy to see get minutes. I don't know that he'll be great in his first year, but uh, very few bigs are great in their first year, especially ones that have extremely limited roles. But I'm excited about it. Me too. Um, and like a guy who... Who I would any time he's on the court. I mean, not in the like playoffs or something. When you're like, if if yeah, like not in a game that really matters. But like any time I see Damon Sharp in the in the regular season, I'll be very excited because like the guy and I think he will be a fan favorite yes. to the extent that fans get to see him. Huge fan favorite because yeah, he, he hustles is, like he you said. Like, enth- he, like he's so yeah. enthusiastic. He was like. Hugging the stoic Cam Thomas after Cam Thomas is like seventy eighth point or whatever. Right. Uh, he, yeah. I mean, he just he, he he's everything you want in like a young guy on a team. Yeah. He is completely game for anything and down to uh, you know mix things up and, and get people pumped up. And he's always excited. So yeah, fourteen. I think we may have different fifteen and sixteen. Okay, go go for it. My 15th is Seku. Okay, okay. Dumboya. And I think probably we're going to get rid of him, mm. uh, unfortunately. But I'm tantalized by the upside, right. the project. He's obviously super raw. It's terribly inefficient offensively. Um, but, again, extremely young. Uh, Nets need young players. We need something to do, you know develop for the future. He's not going to get a, a ton of opportunity here, but if we have him playing in the G League as well, um, I think that he is an exciting guy to have in the burner. And there are games like he's had games on the he had games on the Pistons where he would immediately launch the top of the waiver wire in fantasy because it'd be like. 
you know, double, double, triple, double uh-huh. type stuff where it's just like, oh, my God, this guy's crazy good. Yeah. But he's just never put it together. Right, right. And, I, you know, I don't know that they necessarily have a, a better um, situation for him, but it seems like just being around the elite <laughs> players he's going to be around and then seeing, like, also former elites like a LaMarcus Aldridge or a Blake Griffin who take on minor roles, yeah. you know, just like being there to sort of mentor him uh, seems like it could be extremely important and good for a guy in his position. So while I don't think that he necessarily is going to be the 15th most talented guy on the court this season, uh, I think he, he, he certainly has higher potential than the guy I, I ranked him ahead of. Yes. So we, we did flip the, the last 15 and 16, but um, Seku is interesting. He is interesting. And yeah. his size is interesting as well. 6'8 yes. and, and pretty big. Huge wingspan. Um, yeah. yeah, that is that is yes, quite interesting. I, he's like a guy that um, you know, we, we've talked about, uh, you know, if, if we were in our more developmental oh, stages, like... Three that, years ago, he would have been, like, it, my favorite player. Exactly. And yeah. that's why I wonder, like, I, I don't know if the Nets are maybe holding off on on trade. Like, if maybe they have, like, offers or whatever, but they're like, well, we want to see how he is because maybe we've, like, stumbled on something because he was, like, a lottery pick or, yeah. or just outside of the lottery. Um, so we don't really want to, like completely toss this guy away mm-hmm. um but just yet like i think they want to take him to camp and see how he is but i the previous nets nets of like four or five years ago would be chomping at the bit for a second that's exactly yeah. who you want you Absolutely. want somebody who is like falling through the cracks has been on a basket case um organization and been bad like his stats are horrible as we've talked about but he's only been with the pistons um, we know from Bruce Brown experience that like the pit, what you see yeah. on the Pistons is not necessarily <laughs> what you get from right. a player who's not on the Pistons. Um, and Blake Griffin, where they're trying right, to make Blake him Griffin, like their right, centerpiece, exactly, exactly. and it's like, you know, I'm really at the stage where I'm better as a guy who can like craftily get <laughs> right. like, charges called. Right. And exactly. I'm, I'm gonna. Um, I'm an irritant. I'm not a <laughs> exactly. centerpiece of your exactly. focal point of your I'm, offense. I'm going to charity events with my um, other glue <laughs> right. guy uh, teammates here. Right. Um, no, totally. So. So it's yours is De- your 15 was DeAndre Bembry, who my case for that. Just I'm fine with quickly. it. You know, I, I, know, like, I, know, you know I like, like Bembry. Yes, if, if you and I are going to come to blows over yeah. who is the 15th and who is the 16th, <laughs> net, we, we truly do not have much banter because no. we are in a toxic relationship <laughs> uh, that cannot be salvaged. So, But no, I, my only reason for Bembry is like he brings things that are... Um, I think going to be valuable for the Nets that we don't really have much of, which is wing defense. Yeah, um, but I, I don't care. I mean, if no. you want to, I'm. I don't. No, I'd be more excited. <laughs> like Bimbry, yeah, Bimbry, good defense, can't shoot. Like probably right. is going to get watched from the league as a result of that. Unfortunate because I kind of like him for yeah. whatever reason. I feel like he's played a couple good games against the Nets in mm-hmm. the past when he was on the Hawks, um, or the. Raptors, mm-hmm. um, and you know I'm, I'm I'm interested in him, but yeah, I think that of all these guys, he's the guy that I think probably has the highest uh, not an NBA in a few years 
potential. Um, and so, yeah, sorry, DeAndre. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm not like down. I'm not like, God damn it. He's my new Quincy AC. He's my new nemesis. Like he's not going to get any playing time <laughs> and it's fine. If he does, I'd be curious to see what he can do. Um, in a limited role. Yeah, so, I mean, I mean the guy. Yes, he he's like a but, a like consummate like tries really hard. Is athletic. Is um, yeah, gonna gonna like c- could be like a stop. Like I, the only way I see him getting playing time if he's even on the team. Yeah, is like. As a heat check guy, if there's, like, a star who's going off and they've tried everything and they can't stop this person, like, go go at it, DeAndre. Yeah, like, I de- agree. Yeah. That's the only way I could see him playing. And honestly, I would be – if we put Kessler Edwards on this list, I think I would have ranked him. <laughs> and, not again, this is not a knock on Bimbry. Like, right, when we right. got Bimbry IT in text, I was like, I'm into it. I like Bimbry. And four years ago, I would have been like, oh, I think Bimber should probably start over. Right. Damari Carroll. Oh, let's <laughs> give him a shot here. Right, right. Um, but, yeah, it just doesn't really have a play. Like like a a a 3 and D without the 3 um, in, on this team, like, who cares? <laughs> you know, like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's just like there's just yeah, not. Yeah, right. It's not the right fit. Right. Um, and it's fine. Like I, I, I hope that I hope he fits in somewhere else, or or maybe you know occasionally locks down a wing uh, if we need that. But uh, I just don't see him doing much. Yeah. And I'm not I'm not excited about the future. I don't know how young he is. I mean, he's younger than like than our Aldridge or Millsap uh, certainly, but he's not young. Yeah. So anyway, that was that was extremely uh, worthwhile. Yeah, I, I mean, agree. We, you know, we had some differences, but but mostly respectful. I mean, right. Differences. We, we were we were respectful throughout. <laughs> throughout. And that yes. is most important. Yes. Civility, civility yes. is key. Yes. <laughs> we lost it there for 4 years, yes. folks, but civility is back. Yes, and we didn't play a trivia game where civility <laughs> oh. is Oh. Oh, but out I the I window. meant to. Yeah, I was going to apologize. So, I w- I I've told you that I and in the heat of the moment, I was convinced that James Brown was James Taylor. Mm. And that's why I was being so hard on James Brown. James Brown is an iconic, legendary I, I thought you were going to apologize to me, but you're apologizing to the corpse of James Brown. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> oh, to you? Why? Because I said I would physically assault you? <laughs> well, you were you were so heated and so angry. Oh, yeah. I was irate. I was, I was livid. Okay. Uh, but mm. as I should have been. Sure. Um, but yeah. So anyway, that was why I was so down on James Brown. Mm-hmm. Because uh, I I thought he was. That was really stable. raises more questions than it answers to me because their music is not at all similar. No, but at that point I wasn't hearing anything, <laughs> except for the like, you know, my blood, my my blood rate just. Pulsing and r- raging anger, mm. f- ferocity. Yeah, it, it's sort of information like this that makes me worry about future net trivia uh, <laughs> games. But okay, well, yeah, well apologies just, to James Brown. Yeah, James Brown, he's he's fine with it. Okay, yeah. great. Uh, James Taylor, though, 
as a new hater in town. Sure, sure. Now you, you tell me you're not a James Taylor. I, know, I don't know anything about James Taylor. Okay. That's who I thought you were saying you were listening to in college, and I was like, "What the fuck are you talking about? Why would you listen to James Taylor?" Right. I, I didn't. No, I, I wasn't. No. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I couldn't tell you anything about James Taylor right. except that I dislike him. Right. Okay, folks. Well, thank you for sticking with us. This is our longest episode ever. <laughs> Just thank you for sticking with knows us. Knows that you captained an, the oh, longest episode of all. Time. It's an off-season podcast. Of course, <laughs> of it's going to run one twenty-seven. Oh, we haven't even talked about the block tryouts. Oh yeah, we'll uh, talk about. We can talk about it. Yeah, off let, let's talk about it later. We'll we'll yes we'll 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 be able to give you the aftermath here. Yeah. yeah um yeah. and. Uh, we will go oh, follow us at maybe next time on Twitter, Instagram, um, and also send us your questions, thoughts, comments. Give us your rankings. Give us any pieces of your right. rankings. Right. Where does DeAndre Bimbry come in for you? Exactly. That is what I'm most curious Me about. Too. Is he 15 or, or 16? 16, folks? Yeah. If, if you, I mean, I you could swap 14? him and James Johnson. They, sure, sure. Maybe right. You want a younger right. More, right. Maybe James Johnson has nothing in the tank. Maybe you want someone who's a wing more than a big. I would be curious to hear what people thought about Lamarcus versus Millsap. Like, yeah. Who, like not like where in the top sixteen, but like just one two who's right. in that in that duo. I agree with you. Um. Folks, maybe that's time at gmail.com is probably the best way to communicate that, although you're welcome to send us a, a, a Twitter or Instagram message with the same information. Yeah. Uh, maybe all three. And subscri- Just to cover your bases. <laughs> exactly. Inst- we love covering bases. <laughs> Absolutely. That's when you get to the 130 mark, you know you've covered all your bases. Uh, rate, review us, please. Give us five stars wherever you get your podcast, and subscribe to us wherever you get your podcast. Um, until then, we until next week, we will. S- we will go ahead and see ya next time. I was tired of my lady. We'd been together too long, like a worn-out recording of a favorite song. She lay there sleeping I read the paper in bed And in the personal columns There was this letter I read If you like people